very pleased to uh, finally have the Mayor of Bridlington, Liam Dealtree, with me for episode seven of the EGC podcast. Liam, thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely, my pleasure. Thank you for letting me come. You're the Mayor of Bridlington now. Actually, I feel like you've come at a good time because I don't. Th- I think you're quite a popular mayor, and I don't know if that's down a lot to social media and people actually being able to see what what a mayor gets up to because. I have to confess, I've, I've kept an eye, an eye on your page and things you've done, and I've seen things that I know aren't just photo opportunities. It's it's you getting stuck in, like at the beginning of COVID, helping out, pitching in, delivering food, yep. and also I think it's some a landlord or somebody owned a shop, and they they were going look, there's there's needle just ditched outside our premises, and you were actually there yourself, and you were doing it and picking it up. So I think things like that really really bode well do you think in do you think that helps the fact that there's more coverage i mean before you i didn't really know what a mayor did or got involved with and he never really saw much about what they did i'm a bread kid born and bred uh i'm a great believer that the mayor should come to you you shouldn't have to go to the mayor i'm, I'm a man of the people you know i know most people in bread if yeah. not by name by face people know they can come to me if they want me to go to the the opening of a, a wine bowl, I'll go because that's what I want the people to see the mayor as. Well, you were at the opening of mine. There you go, but we didn't get a photo. <laughs> we didn't. That's an opportunity missed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, you, you're right. You, do, you don't come across as somebody who is is just there to have photographs taken with the, the gregalia on it, etc., etc. You do seem like a man who is willing to pitch in and wants the best for his people. In fact, it, just recently on Facebook, I saw that you were trying to trying to vote the council tax not going up. Yep. Unfortunately, unfortunately outdone, but... Yeah, we're outdone by the, the blue the blue uh, tidal wave again. You know what I mean? Uh, unfortunately, it's, it's one of them things that you're in a, a, a county hall. Uh, we are in the minority. You know, you've got a couple of independents, the independent group, two Yorkshire party lads, and I think nine Lib Dems, but we're still outnumbered three to one, basically, by the Conservatives. But if it's... I'm not... Not knocking the Conservatives, you know, that's what they do sort of thing. But one, if you're going to lose, you're going to lose. You know, yeah. whatever we want, if, if they want it, they're going to get it. Yeah. And that's another thing I, I was mentioning about social media. I'm not saying it's because, just because it's you, but there were, we saw we saw you mention about the, the vote for the council tax. And I think people see that, and you've, it's on Facebook, and pe- you've you got a number of messages where people are saying, Thank you, Liam, for, for trying, etc., etc. That's really good. It is, but obviously you still got on, on the social media, you're still going to have people that are haters. Even if, even though I said I voted against it, you still got people on there saying, get rid of them all, they're all bottom feeders sort of thing, you know. They're all as bent as each other. And you think, hang on a second, I'm, I'm bending over backwards trying to make sure that we get the best deal we can. Mm-hmm. But you still get the haters. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I mean, you, you can't make everybody like you. It doesn't matter what you do in life. It doesn't matter how good you are. How how did becoming mayor come about? Is it something you, something that came to you later in life? Is it something you've... How long did you want to become a, the mayor for, and how did it happen? How did it I've, come about? I've wanted to be a councillor since I left the army in 1992. Uh, before that, I wanted to be a councillor. I met the previous mayors when I went out with my grandma and granddad. And then when I came out of the army in 92, I had a couple of years where, to be honest, I was a bit of a, a drunk, layabout, didn't do a lot of any good for anybody, uh, more of an hindrance. And then uh, 
I got back onto this feeling I want to do something for the people. And because I'd been medically discharged from the army, I knew I couldn't do it with the army, but I thought I can do it as a counsellor. Mm. And that's what I thought. I thought, if I can become a counsellor, I'm going to be able to help the residents of Bread, not just Bread, anywhere. You know what I mean? And, and that's the way it went. And I, I stood in the first elections in 1996. Really? Yep. I've stood in every election since 1996. I only actually got elected in 2007. Well, I, I lost, failed so many council elections. I think my first election, I only got 28 votes. And, you know, and it's just a general progression. Chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. And then all of a sudden, I got in. I got in, lucky. I got, I got with some of the nicest councillors you'll ever meet. Uh, people like Ray Alliston, God bless him, he's gone now. He took me under his wing, uh... Gordon Reed, they all, you know, and they tried to train me to mould me into a way that they knew I could go, and that's that's the way I go. Mm-hmm. I tried to keep, like I said, I tried to keep it real and not above myself. Yeah, and that's just where I am. Yeah. So, so that that actually proves you and shows your commitment, becoming what you are today and what you where you've got to. Yeah. That's because that's a long time, ninety-seven now, mm-hmm. twenty-five years. Yep. And only elected in. Like I say, 2007. Yeah. So, still the youngest councillor on the town council. Well, and you can tell. You, which you, is quite worrying. You look very youthful, William. Thank you. I think. No, that's right. It's good. <laughs> You're actually the first person who's come on to the podcast that I've never actually met before. And I do recognise you as a Bridlington person. Nothing wrong with people being old and being an old mayor or whatever, but there's possibly a better connection with somebody, especially at who's my age, who who knows you and sees you. And again, as I said, the social media stuff. Again, yeah, I, I totally agree. But for the first five, six years, because I was too young, people didn't take me serious. It was a disadvantage. Yes. Yeah. And then when, when I, the more elections I stood in, the more people realised, hang on, he's being serious now. Mm. He wants to do this. And then all of a sudden it went, you know, I got in. It was just, <laughs> and then I, like I said, in the next elections, I, I, I came first. And to go from that, and like I said, I'm one of these, I think every day from from the first time I got elected onto the East Riding three years ago, every day I'm always thinking about the next election. I don't want people to forget me and think, he hadn't done out for the town. Yeah. Because every time you go knocking on the door, you can usually tell, most councillors, you can tell it's election time, knocking on the doors. Yeah, that's when you see them, yeah. 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 I don't want that. I want people to know that they've seen me if yeah. they haven't seen me in real life, they've seen me in the paper or they've seen one of my elections, uh, one of my leaflets yeah. through the door. Yeah. And I think that's the only way forward. I don't want people to think, oh, he's only in there for the, like yeah. what you, you know. You, you, want, you, you want to be out there doing yeah. it right now yeah. so that people see it, hear it. Yeah. Because Promoting, cause you genuinely want to do those things and yeah. continue and strive to do the best you can for Bridlington. That, and that's it. Look after the residents, look after the town, look after the county. And that to me is all I can do and that's what I want to do and, you know, I'm not going to do it forever. I've already made me decide into the decision. I'm only going to stand until I'm 60, maybe 62. That's another 30 years. I wish. <laughs> but another two two elections, if I'm lucky enough to get elected. But then that's it. I don't want to be the old person that's on the cons- on, on the council. That everyone goes, oh, you do- you're stuck in your ways. I'm not going to do that. I want to be off latest 64. Mm. Then let some younger people, some young blood on, that can hopefully carry on the, the mantle. Yeah, and hopefully it's somebody similarly dedicated to yeah. the actual 
local people to as the well. people in the, the yeah. town, and not not yeah. to a, a status. You mentioned earlier that you you left the army. Yes, yeah. In 1992, I think you, you said. April, so, April 92, yeah. Yeah, so you, you spent a bit of time in the army, and I have noticed also online that you something you 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 have an, seem to have an affinity with is being respectful of our people who have been involved in in the army or the navy, etc. I mean, I, I love the forces. I came out in, like I said, I went in, I went as a, a cadet instructor first at, at Bridge School, we were teaching the cadets. And then I went into the regular army uh, in the Pioneer Corps. And I did, like I said, I did, went through all the infantry training, passed out. And I did a few months. Then all of a sudden I got pneumonia. And the pneumonia led to me getting psoriasis. Oh. So after one year and 62 days, the British Army decided they didn't want me anymore. <laughs> after waiting to, like, to get into 20 years old to actually get in, one punch on the nose. Oh yeah, because now you can stay in with psoriasis, but back then, right, it was it was round upon so you kicked out, uh, and that was that was that hit me the hardest at the time. I mean, that when I first came out, I, I dedicated my life to wanting to be a soldier, and I came out and I just they gave me a three thousand pound handout for all intents and purposes, which I drank. Yeah, uh, for about two three years after that. Just drinking. So this is from nineteen ninety two. You up to basically ninety six. Yeah, you were you were so dismayed at the fact that you you you'd worked so hard and mm-hmm. focused your energies in that direction, and I didn't. It just been sort of snatched away from you, and so you. Yeah, I mean, I was lucky because when I came out, uh, obviously, like like with any soldier and of a young age, I could look after myself. Uh, and I was lucky because I came back to Brid and it was when the dancing was on. Stuart Hicken was doing raves yeah. at Leisure World and all that. Phenomena. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, Did you have long hair then? I tried, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not when I first came out of the army, but yeah. yeah. And boogie in the bubble bath and all that. Yeah. And Stuart gave me a job. He didn't know me from Adam. He gave me a job. He picked me up and said, blah, blah, blah. I was still drinking, but, you know, he put his faith in me, which mm. uh, was fantastic. You know, I mean, I'm still a loyal friend to him now all them years later, because he actually did say, look, come yeah. here. He helps you when you needed it. Yeah. yeah. And that you don't forget. Yeah. Like I say, that took me basically to, to 95, 96. And then, like I say, it's just, that's so, where the politics kicked back in. Right, so so effectively you went from focusing your energies on serving your country, having a blip, let's call it, yep. and then you went, well, how else can I focus my energies? What about serving my community? Yeah. That was the way Effectively. it was. Yep. And like I say, it, it was just, I'd started off wanting to do that because I, I grew up in a, in a family, like I say, my grandma and my granddad and all that, and they were all of, a, of an age where they'd been in the Second World War and they all loved Winston Churchill and we still had the black and white movies on TV where the, the British Empire were supreme and you walked about and you held your head up high and you wanted to be Winston Churchill. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You wanted to be that... That military leader, that that civil leader, you used to see. Okay. If you are if you are going through hell, keep going. Yes, that guy. Yeah, stiff upper lip and yep. crack on, do it for England sort of thing. And and growing up, that was you know everyone you'd talk to because I you know I'd got on my granddad. He was in the area, and you'd, you'd see Ginger Lacey, you know, World War Two Spitfire hero. That's funny that I'm just speaking to my father-in-law about Ginger Lacey this afternoon. We, I, I just took my, my father-in-law to Scarborough. He's currently having chemotherapy. On the way back, we were going past Grindle and he, yep. and Ginger Lacey came up. So yeah. it's, a, it's a bit of a coincidence. I, I think I was 11, 12. I mean, my granddad said, this is Ginger. 
<laughs> and then all of a sudden, you, you, random, but then all of a sudden you hear what he did. And, yeah. And, you know, I met him up high street. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, a genuine hero. Yes. Oh. And, you know, so you, you, you're talking to these people and it's like, that is cool. Yeah. And, I, and, yeah. and since then, I mean, we're, we're looking at getting him another memorial in Bridge somewhere. Mm. If it's in, in the Royal Memorial Garden, even though he's got his memorial, you know, elsewhere in, in Flamborough, but one in the, in the, in the grounds of the one Memorial in Brit. Yeah, yeah. Because again, you know, like like uh, Lawrence of Arabia, they are big names, but they were here. And yeah. when we've got to take ownership of them people, look after their name. Yeah. You know, I know like uh, Mr. Alderson, he, he came from uh, up north somewhere, near Sunderland. But we've still got Alderson Court, Alderson House, which is now closed. But we need to remember him as well because he was here where he won his award. Yeah, during the Second World War, and you know, he's bred like Ginger Lacey, you know. Yeah, yeah, and things like that help help maintain your affinity with bread if you're from yes. Bridlington, and yep. and to be proud and etc. Yeah, you turn out to people and say, Lawrence of Arabia was was based here. He used to live in the Astoria, you know, and in, in the old yacht club sort of thing. Yeah, they say Lawrence of Arabia, and then all of a sudden like, yeah, say so you've seen the film. <laughs> It's a long film, to be fair. It is. <laughs> That's a Boxing Day special. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Great yeah. Escape. Watch the beginning, fall asleep, watch the, watch the middle, fall asleep, watch, watch the end. end. Yeah. yeah. And you just you just get, get get the feel of it. It's all right. Yeah. yeah. But that, that was me. And like I say, since I've come out and I dedicate myself now to looking after not just the serving forces, you know, raising money for them. I love looking after the veterans. Whether the new veterans, young veterans, or whether the old veterans, World World War Two, whatever, if they need help, if I can help, I will. Yeah. End. That's yeah. it. Yeah. We spoke earlier about my job, where I I get up, I go to work, I work eight till five. Sometimes I bring it home with me in my head, but effectively I don't have to bring it home in my head. Sometimes it stays there, but eight till five, pretty much, and then I come home and it's done. Being being the mayor, what what are the sort of hours you work? Is it is it eight till five? Throw off the chains, throw off the gregalia, party time, hot tub, or I wish, <laughs> yeah. I, I suppose in some respects, yeah, you can say that. But like we, you, you take the chains off, but you're still wearing the chains. They're, they're a weight, yeah. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I love the weight. But you're getting like you know you'll get random phone calls or emails all all through the day. Like I said, on Christmas Day, I'll get a telephone call. Three o'clock in the morning, I'll get a telephone call. Hmm. You can't turn off because I suppose you could turn off. I just can't. I I don't want to turn off. I want to be able to know that I've served my residents to the best of my ability. The thing is, you're very accessible as well, aren't you? I, I do try the, the only reason you're here tonight is because you're accessible because I could get hold of you on Messenger on Facebook. So if you're the mayor and you're accessible, you're on Facebook, etc., then other people can... I mean, this I'm sure this has been a barrel of laughs. It's absolutely a beautiful evening for you. But other scenarios might be where people are contacting you saying, look, the I live in this flat. It's owned by this landlord. It's a pile of shit, pardon me. Yep. Can you help me, etc.? And it could be any time because because well, Facebook doesn't shut over the weekend. Well, I've got to you. be I've got to be honest with you. I've had 
a woman from Hackney, London. She rang me up. Well, you should feel responsible for her. All right. <laughs> Southerner. There you go. She rang me up and says, I've got an issue, blah, 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 blah. I said, yeah, fair enough. Where are you from? And she said, in Hackney. I said, London. <laughs> yeah. Did you do realise I'm, I'm in Bridlington, East York? She said, yeah, but my friend said that you're the person to go to. <laughs> you're, the, you're the mayor who actually answers his phone. <laughs> so I actually got, got in touch. I just sent an email to uh, Hackney Council. What was the issue? It was about housing, believe it or not. Right, okay. just being on yeah, right, right. And then uh, she actually got back in touch with me about two months later and said, thank you. There you no go. Worries. Man of the people. Yeah. Still man of the people. When do you, when do you get... Do you turn your phone off ever? No. No, oh, Liam. I might turn it down, <laughs> but I don't turn it off. You might turn it down so you get a three hours sleep. Yeah. I mean, oh. like I said, I'm, I'm, I don't want to make it sound like I'm, I'm, I'd begrudge it because I don't. I love it. It just... Well, no. You, the chains of office do get heavy. Yeah, but you want to remain accessible and open yes. to people who need help. Yeah. Even if that means... You're absolutely knackered. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are, t- there are times I'll end up and I'll go home and I'll stand in the shower and no, I don't like what like you. I'll cry because it just gets to that stage where I think I've had enough. I'm tired. You're worn out, emo- yeah. emotional, and yeah. and some of the things people are contacting you about are actually quite yeah, quite traumatized. Yeah, and like I say, it, yeah. well, don't the, don't get emotional the, because I'm a crier. No. I, don't, I don't want him to do that. The, the wife knows when I'm stressed, and I mean, I've got a lovely lady. Uh, called Paula. She works in the Bridtown Council office. Should we call her long-suffering? Like, yeah, very yeah, long-suffering. Yeah. <laughs> She's fantastic. I don't tell her that to her face, obviously. <laughs> and and she knows when I'm getting stressed. I, I've got another lady in the office called Victoria. She knows when I'm getting stressed. And they say, Liam, take a step back. Yeah. yeah. You can, because I'll, I'll, I'll probably, I must snap at them. Yeah. You which s- I would never do, but I, I mo- there must be something that's... that they know that, hang on a second, you're a bit stressed now. Yeah, he's feeling it. Yeah, take some time out. Don't don't carry the world on your shoulders. There are other people that can help. Yeah, but unfortunately, I don't listen. Well, it's 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 a trait of some people, isn't it? Who they they, wait, they they keep things inside and they try to help everybody, yeah. but eventually it can become a bit self-destructive, can't it? Yeah, I mean, Paula will say you're burning out again. Yeah, take a couple of days. And I must admit that I will go on. I'll go away for a couple of days, take a couple of bottles of wine, go sit in an auto. But I've always got my phone because I don't want something to happen in Brid and I can't get back. Yeah. So, God forbid something major happens in Brid and I'm not here. Mm. I would hate myself for the rest of my life. Mm. Well, you shouldn't. You should be able to escape. You yeah. should be asking for a time. It, w- it wouldn't ever be on you if you ha- if you took a day off, for God's sake. Yeah, but can you imagine be. something goes wrong and they say, well, where's Liam? Well, if, if, if you're there most of the time doing what you're doing, then to, to be honest with you, from what I've heard and from what we've spoken about and when we've spoken about it, not recording, you're such a genuine guy and you're, you're so open to other people that... Um, you deserve a bit more time off, mate. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. you do. It's, it's not everything is your problem. It might feel like you. You might feel like you. You have to help everybody, and that's a brilliant trait. And that's why people actually genuinely like. And mate, it's the first time I've known. I might be wrong. It might just be because I'm at an age where, where I'm recognizing things. 
where people actually appreciate a mayor and see what they're doing and think, he's a good guy, that guy, isn't he? But um, as far as I can tell, you are. As long as you're doing the best you can. And if you can go back to people and say, I keep, I keep a track of all my emails. I say to people, if you're going to talk to me, can you send me an email or send me a letter so I've got a paper trail? And I'll send that email. And then when I get the response, I'll go back to them and say, there's a response. What do you want me to do now? And I want to be that person that goes back to them and says, I've done it. I've done it to the best of my ability. It's a success. Or we haven't had a good, what do you want me to do now? Mm-hmm. And I think when I say to people, I mean, I'm trying to recruit people to stand in the next elections, younger people. Because like I say, I'm still the youngest on the town council after 14, 15 years. That's wrong. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm good. in the next elections, I'll be 53 years old. Yeah. Yeah, you, you're right. There should be a, an interest from yeah. from people who are younger. I don't know how, how we encourage that, but there should be. Well, that's it. I mean, we've just had the youth parliament elections. Uh, Not that you're old at all. You look very vibrant and full of energy still. But at some point, you, 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 at some point, you want to be able to turn your phone off, not just to turn it on to quiet. Yeah, that time will come. And you know, I mean, I've, I've, I've got a plan. I want to do twenty three years. If I can do 23, 24 years as a councillor on the town council, so I'm on fifteen years now. Say another two elections, I will then. That should take me to about sixty two, sixty three. Then I want to call it a day. Not because I want to call it a day, but if, I, if I'm staying on, and I, I don't want to be the person, that old man, that gets stuck in his way, or that, and won't change and with, ha- with the times. Yeah, and hangs about because he can. Yes, I don't want to be that person. I want to go out and know that over 23 years, I've done the best I can. Yeah, and that you were the right person for the job yeah, and, until 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 yeah. it's time to go, yeah. I mean, you never know, next year... Uh, May the fourth next year, I might not get re-elected onto the town council or the East Riding Council. That's up to that's up to the people. If I've done a good enough job, they'll vote for me. If I haven't, they won't. So it's up to the people in the long run. But I don't want them to think, "Who are you? What have you done for the town? What have you done for me? What have you done for my my children or my great grandchildren?" You know, I want to be able to say, "I've done this. This is what I've done. I, that was a success. That was a su- success. I didn't do that. I lost." Yeah, you know I mean, you got to be honest, open, go for it, be loyal, yeah. love the town, love the people. I did have one question that I planned to ask. Oh, what? Go on. It's, it's not. No, it's not terrible. It was, it was, if you could have dinner with anybody that you didn't know and is no longer <laughs> with us, that is famous, essentially. Oh, well, that's that's easy. Yeah, Margaret Thatcher. Really? Yeah. If you only had one question, what would you ask her? What was it like to be the leader of the country and to be as powerful as she was at that time? Yeah, back in those days, I mean, I was quite young, I was a child. I felt quite safe with Maggie at the helm. I mean, I heard people calling her and stuff, but... I'm a child of the Maggie era. She didn't shake, did she? No, She, she was, she had... In my eyes, she had that, that, that bulldog Churchill spirit. She did. Yeah. And she was the Iron Lady. She was direct. She wanted airway. The, the lady was not for turning, yeah. and she didn't. Yeah. 
I mean, really, in my eyes, she only made one mistake, which wasn't a mistake, and that was when she let us have the right to buy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bought my council house, don't get me wrong, so I'm, I'm not knocking it, but without the right to buy, we would have had more council rents coming in. Yeah. Which we haven't got now, because obviously the houses went back then for 10000 19000 depending on how long you lived in the house. So now if we'd still got them council houses in, we wouldn't have to raise the council tax as much. Yeah. There's a lot of building now. Yeah, too much. And it's it's going it's going. Bridlington's getting larger and yeah. larger. We as a council have been given, uh, I won't say a mandate. That's not the word. An order by the the government that we've got to create X amount of houses. So let's hypothetically say is twenty thousand houses. Is that affordable housing or is it? Yeah, generic. Generic. So including affordable. Yeah, twenty thousand. So you're looking at you, you might stick four thousand on Brid, two thousand on Driffield. Uh, 3,000 on Beverly, 1,000 on uh, Stamford Bridge. You know what? I'm, me personally, where I think we're going by the by is the East Riding has got so much green land or brown site land where we could actually do a Milton Keynes and build the 20,000 houses. Right. And build a new town and start from scratch, put the roads in first, the sewers, and then build 20,000 houses. And you could actually put it between Brid, Beverly, Driffield, and each of them towns, instead of having to suffer 4,000 houses there, 5,000 there, they could suffer. You could, all your doctor's surgeries from, from, from the different towns, the, the dentist surgeries, the sewers could all take the influx from that 20,000 instead of having an extra 4,000 cars in Brid, an extra 3,000 cars in Driffield. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can build your own schools in that town, which will take them. Doctor's surgeries in that town, they'll be able to take them. Yeah. That's me, that's the way I see it. Brid is getting... I don't want it to get any bigger. It's going to have to, yeah. but I don't want it to. Yeah, because possibly the I resources that the I town's know. going to receive our infrastructure won't match. Yeah, our infrastructure can't cope. Yeah, well, you're lucky if you can get a, a dentist. Yeah, you're lucky if you can get a doctor. Yeah, it's very difficult to see a doctor. As we know with the schools, school places are at a premium. Yeah, and the more if we get three thousand houses affordable housing. And you got two point four children. You know where, where we're going to find the schools from? Yeah, where, the education system can't do it. Our old antiquated sewage system, water systems through the centre of town cannot take that that influx of these new houses. Mm. And it's going to end up that we're going to have to dig up the streets again to put new sewers in. And we, we spent all that money that European funding, you know. <laughs> Nearly 120 million is it that was spent from European funding, and they're digging it up. Something that was beautiful, yeah. Digging it up so they can put extra trenches in, so, so they can go again. Yeah. yeah. So it's 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 beyond me. Build the houses somewhere else. In a like yeah. I say, we've got so much land in the East Riding where we could actually build it. Yeah, you you could have a tight knit community of yeah. of twenty thousand people. I know that sounds awful and it sounds easy, but Milton Keynes was built that way. They built the roads first and then built round round the roads. Yeah. We could do that here. Yeah. But going back to Maggie, I would love to meet her just so I could ask her that question and like, see see what she was like in real life when she let her guard down. There's no chance. Yeah, no, but it would have been no good. Chance. You've barely let your guard down tonight. Maggie Thatcher, no chance. <laughs> Jesus. I've really enjoyed having you here this evening. I think we've if people didn't know what it, life was like to be a mayor, they know a bit more now. It's not just... It's not all 
regalia and snipping of ribbons. It's it's craft hard work and chasing rats around people's pantries on Christmas Day. Because luckily, luckily I didn't have to do that. I did actually. Oh, did you get somebody else to yeah. do that? All right. Because Christmas Day is my birthday. Oh, well, you so selfish so. prick. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's, 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 it is. It is. It is nice. There are the plus sides. I mean, uh, Jane McDonald came through to Brid two, three months ago. She's doing a new program on Channel Five, Jane around Yorkshire. It started uh, last Sunday. So I think I might have got thirty seconds on. Nice. Jane McDonald's Yorkshire when she comes to Brid. Nice. Or I might not have met it. I might be still on the cutting room floor. Who knows? <laughs> you know. Well, you won't be on my cutting room floor. I mean, there were some bits, especially what we were saying about everybody earlier, what we were just calling them out. Yeah, but, but m- most of them know that I would do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> um, I don't know if you've listened to any of my previous podcasts. You maybe haven't. I mean, uh, do, do you know, can I be honest with you? Yeah, you can be honest. Yes. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's, that's nice to know. <laughs> So um, I'm a politician, I lie. Yeah, 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 that's what they do. I started a tradition and then I decided it wasn't a tradition that anybody who came would do karaoke and that was for good reason. I had Nick Tudor on, he was brilliant. I had good I had Nick. the Hilda on, and Matty Jackman, he sang, he yeah. was brilliant. And then the following week I had some people who weren't actually singers on. It was rubbish and I went, do you know what? Do you know what? I can't make it a tradition. I've got to make it an open. Do you want to have a go? If it's any good, we'll leave it in. If it's not, we'll leave it out. Two tracks that I think would be really good for you. We could have a we could have a bash at one or both of them, and in the bloopers, we'll uh, we'll, we'll drop them in, even if it's only for the amount of time that people can bear it. Good. Yeah. All good. Go on then, why not? All right, my man. <laughs> At first I thought it a dream that I was in. I was lost, lost in a land of whiskey and gin. But no, I'm dipping my hand in the back of my jeans. Well, I grabbed... A handful of coins which to feed the machines. Here we go. Step up and play. Each machine seemed to say as I walked around and round the penny arcade. Penny arcade. Just ring the bell on this big bag of tell and we'll make all those collides cascade. And the music played. Where did it play? In the penny arcade. That's the one. Yes, yes, it, it played, played and it played, it played all the time. Warm. <laughs> Touching warm. Reaching out. Touching me. Touching you. Oh, baby. Sweet Caroline. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Good times never seem so good. So good, so good. Oh, baby, I feel inclined oh, oh, to believe they never would. Oh, no, no. Oh, ba-do-ba-do. Boom, ba-do. 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 Boom, 
Sweet Caroline Good times never seem so good Sweet Caroline I believe they never could Sweet Caroline The mayor, Councillor Liam Diltray. Good times never seem so good. So good, so good. Oh, baby, sweet Caroline. Thank you, Liam Diltray. Thank you. You've been an excellent guest. Thank you so much for coming on. My pleasure. I was stopping now. We're not doing another one. We can, we can do another one. We'll do it off camera. Cheers, my man. Thank you. Thank God you. bless. And you. Hey, we did all right there.